like wrestling, but when it comes to watching, you just don't have the time. So sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie, yeah? Hello, hello and welcome um, to Grapple Pie, the wrestling podcast with hands down the worst theme music uh, of all the podcasts. Uh, I will get it sorted at some point. Um, uh, thank you though uh, for listening. My name is Daniel Swan and welcome. Uh, Raw last night was maybe a little bit of a disappointment. I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a criticism of it because last week's war was was, uh, was pretty pretty strong. Um, so it's a little bit of a step down from that, I think. Um, but most uh, interestingly uh, about it was um, most interest. The most interesting thing about it um, was that it originated from uh, my home, my hometown, London, England, from the O2 Arena. Not that you'd notice from the shocking lack of Union Jack flags everywhere and uh, references to the Heathrow Express from. Uh, JBL, but um, yeah, yeah, it was from the UK, which often, because obviously they're on their, their European and Middle Eastern tour at the moment, um, which often leads to a slightly house showy kind of roar, um, which is understandable because obviously, you know, um, in the UK, we don't really get um, the WWE coming over as much as we might wish. And so there's a, a sense, as with house shows, of like, well, let's just, you know, Let's just make sure that you see everybody. Everybody's got to be involved in some way, otherwise you'll be, uh, otherwise you'll go home disappointed. Um, that was an iPod. So um, yeah, a lot of uh, a couple of eight man tags knocking around that seemed very much like, hey, look at this person that you can say that you've seen. Um, but it was yeah, it was a good it was a good show. It was a good show. Let's let's dive in. Fuck okay, it, let's dive in. So we start off um, as it's the, as still. Um, the unwarranted, unearned uh, Shane McMahon era um, of WWE Raw, despite the fact that he lost against The Undertaker, because fuck it. Um, so it's not uh, either Triple H or Vince or Stephanie coming out at the beginning um, for a long rambling monologue um, in their efforts to say, hey, you know, we're, we're doing this for the fans. Um, Dean Ambrose comes out, so it's an, um, the uh, first, I suppose, proper edition of the Ambrose Asylum, his new uh, interview kind of segment. Um, looks very similar to uh, the highlight reel, though, to be honest, and Ms. TV and Piper's Pit and all of the other ones because it's just just an excuse to have people get, get fighting. Um, so he comes out, um, makes a, a nice joke about Braun Strowman um, swimming in the Thames, uh, and then brings out Shane McMahon. Now, Shane McMahon... It's inter- well, so basically, in the whole segment, Ambrose comes out, Shane McMahon comes out, Kevin Owens comes out, Sami Zayn comes out, and then Chris Jericho comes out. Now, one of my least favourite things in wrestling is when somebody who can't talk on the microphone talks on the microphone. I find it very, very awkward, very uncomfortable to watch and listen to. Um, but you're in kind of safe hands here. Ambrose, very good, very comfortable, has a lot of fun with it. Kevin Owens, amazing. I love everything that he does. Sami Zayn is fairly kind of straightforward. You know, I'm a, I'm a hardworking babyface, um, but he does it well. And Jericho is, for me, one of the... I mean, he's one of the best kind of workers on the mic um, that the, the WWE has produced, especially when he's a bad guy. Love him when he's a bad guy. Such an effective tosser. Um, but Shane McMahon, I don't know whether it's because he was just surrounded by amazing talkers, but he seemed a little bit nervous, fluffed a couple of lines, um, which wasn't great. Um, 
but yeah, basically, this is just a, a chance to to kind of get the crowd um, involved and cheer for the people that they want to cheer for. Um, Sami Zayn comes out and his music kind of stops fairly quickly because he's starts talking on the ramp, but everybody still keeps on singing his uh, music because it's one of the best theme musics um, uh, that there are, that um, the WWE offers at the moment, um, which I thought was nice. Um, I mean, it was all it was all fairly perfunctory. Um, it was basically just there to set up the matches for payback that we could have assumed that that were going to happen. They're finally getting to um, uh, Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens. Hopefully, that's going to be uh, as amazing a match uh, as everybody has hoped it will be. Um, I think it will be. I mean, they're both great workers, so I, I, and they've they've had amazing matches in the past. So I don't see why it would be any different. Um, hopefully, Owens wins to, to kind of prolong. Um, uh, prolong the feud uh, and then we've also got Jericho and Ambrose just because they don't know what else to do with them so fuck it let's you know let's just put those two guys together because they're not doing anything else and I guess it's to do with the the highlight reel being cancelled for the Ambrose Asylum and stuff so it, it makes sense in some level so that's fine um, but yeah both of those I think are going to be uh, good matches um, I mean there's not a lot else to say about the opening promo thing it was, it was you know as I say fairly standard um, and then we we that they kind of have a bit of a brawl, um, and then Jericho and Zayn have uh, a match. They <laughs> the match gets made during the uh, commercial break. Um, we get told that Shane McMahon uh, officially made it on Facebook. Just like, why the fuck are you making matches on Facebook? Who is who is watching Raw and then constantly checking back on Facebook? To say, well, is, is anything happening on Facebook though? I mean, yeah, I'm watching Raw on the USA Network, but what about you know what about Facebook? I might be missing something on Facebook. Um, I suppose tragically there must be a lot of people, but um, I thought that was a bit unnecessary, especially as by the time you come back from the ad break, the match has already started. So how much you know? The people who are checking on Facebook, how superior are they really going to feel? Well, I knew about this match uh, a minute and 30 seconds ago, so fuck you. Um, this was a great match. Um, uh, Fast-paced, uh, both of them again, yeah, very good workers. Crazy kind of split-legged moonsault-y thing by Zane to the outside, which I haven't seen. I didn't see a lot of him in uh, NXT. I don't know if that's uh, something that he's done before, but that looked uh, amazing and probably really painful to take because his legs are whipping around very, very quickly. Um, I th- Yeah, I thought it showcased them both well. Jericho got a lot of good uh, offense in as well, which I, I like. I don't like it when it's like, well, just because you're the good guy means that you're inherently much better than the bad guy. Um, so it showed them off both very, very well. Um, nice and fast-paced match. Uh Jericho had had to cheat for the win, but he did it well. I think there's a massive difference for me between somebody having a little poke of the eye or um, rolling someone up with a handful of tights to interference. Like interference, I think is like you have to rely on someone else. But if if you're a bad guy and you can um, win, if you can cheat behind the referee's back, I kind of feel like that gives you more kind of heel cred. I don't really think that that affects it. It's not like, yeah, he beat him, but he had to cheat to win. It's like, well, that's that's the kind of heel's purview. It's like he's he's doing what he needs to do to win. Um, so I have absolutely no problem with that. And Sami Zayn, is, as a character, with him being the underdog from the underground, as nobody calls him, um, he's he's a great kind of face to have because he can lose. He can lose a lot. He's like Dean Ambrose. It's like a loss to him isn't necessarily... You know, it won't kill him at all. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a good, um, a good match. Uh, then we dive into uh, backstage in- interviewer uh, Mauro Ronaldo, which I'm pleased with. I, I mean, I think he should be commentating because I think he's much better than Michael Cole. 
but it's good to have him involved in some way. Um, and he's interviewing uh, AJ Styles, and then the Bullet Club, whoever they are, Gallows and Anderson, come out, and they're like, oh, we're essentially setting up that they're old chums. Um, but they're not great on the mic. There's, there's no real kind of character there, so I don't know whether that's going to be something that they... Uh, have to bring in uh, at some point but uh yeah from hearing all this kind of buzz on the internet like oh my god everybody oh they've they've signed and uh, you know anderson and gallows oh it's going to be amazing bullet club bullet club, bullet club. um it, like i mean I'm, i haven't seen him wrestle to be fair that's the most important thing but like also might work like i don't know let's have some kind of character let's have some kind of confidence but it was their first go i suppose on it um uh, doing it in this uh, stint, so maybe we can put it down to that. Um, then we get Enzo and Cass coming out. Every the crowd are way into them, way into them. As with last week, as with every week that they're out, wrestling crowds love chanting along to stuff. Um, it's their favourite thing in the world. Um, he makes a funny uh, Enzo made a funny a cup joke at the beginning. Said that they're like they're they're real. They're like a cups. Um, they're real. Uh, whether you like them or not, they're they're still real, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, they uh, he did a, a rikishi bump from a shoulder block from Bubba Ray, which I thought was quite impressive. Um, Bubba Ray was amazing as ever. Um, I love him as a bad guy. It's, uh, again, like Jericho, a different kind of um, heel to Jericho. He's not the kind of cocky, you know, shit, but. Um, yeah, he's just great at what he does. I, th- I think he's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, Enzo and Cass win, like, really quickly, considering they, they've built this up over a couple of weeks, I mean, a week or two, they've built up this kind of rivalry between Enzo and Cass and the Dudley boys. Um, for them to have w- win so quickly, I mean, not necessarily so quickly, if they'd got maybe a roll-up win or something, and it had all been very quickly, and the Dudley boys were really shocked, and, oh, my God, how, you know, they managed to sneak a win from, you know, the wily veterans, which they kind of should, I understand that the Dudleys are pretty much here just to kind of put young guys over, but by that same token, they should still, you know, if everybody just beat them all the time, then it's not going to mean anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't really like the finish um, to this. I thought that the fact that they won very quickly and with their finisher... Their kind, which is, is awful. I hate their finisher, where Enzo jumps off and jumps off the top rope and essentially just does a splash, and then Cass pretends to have something to do with it. Like surely, surely they could do a thing where Enzo's on the top rope and then Cass is standing and he like gives him a boost, and then that means he could jump even higher. Like that, I can get on board with because then they're both involved with it. But I, yeah, I hate that finisher. I think yeah, definitely need to change that. Um, and the the Dudleys did their their kind of double team um, neck breaker back suplex neck breaker thing, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's not a three D, but it's um, uh, a good double team maneuver. And uh, Cass just didn't really sell it at all. So I just think they kind of dominated the Dudleys in a way that I didn't really appreciate. Um, I think it's right that they win. Absolutely, they shouldn't be losing. But I think if they got more of a kind of a cheeky victory. Um, that seemed like a bit of an upset, then you can then later on down the line have maybe a pay-per-view match between them um, and blow off the feud and and then they can get their proper victory. Um, It just seems too quick and too easy and I don't know. Um, But they seem good. I I mean, Cass doesn't really do anything except for clean house, but he does that well and Enzo's very good at taking um, punishment. So um, yeah, it was good, but I I don't know. I question the booking a little bit. Um, on that one um, then we've got uh, I just put I've, 
when I'm writing notes about it, I just write EHR now, which stands for Everybody Hates Roman. Whenever he comes out, it doesn't matter which country in the world he's in, uh, when Roman comes out, he, uh, yeah, everybody hates him. Um, and rightly so, man. I mean, he, he gets out and he does his same thing. Like, I'm not the good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just the guy. It's like, he's really boring. He's got no personality on the mic. He's got no, like, he's trying to do a kind of tough guy thing, kind of street and kind of cool and tough guy. But he just, he, that's not what he looks like with his stupid long lady hair and with his, his beautiful blue eyes. I just I just don't think it works. And it do, it makes no sense to me that they don't turn him heel because this is it's the perfect, perfect excuse for a heel turn. Like... I, you know, I've done everything. I've tried to, you know, I've won the WWE title. I've, you know, uh, worked hard. I've done it all on my terms. I didn't take any help. I blah, 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 blah. And still, you guys hate me. So fuck you. I'm going to just, I'm, I'm out for myself. And every fan favorite, everybody that you like, I'm just going to kill them. I'm going to be a heel champion. I'm going to challenge everybody, every baby face on the roster. And I'm just going to demolish them. Everybody would hate that, uh, and that would, but that would be proper heat. That would be earned heat. That wouldn't be, you know, X Pac heat. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's like you can tell how much, how bad he is on the mic because then AJ Styles comes out, who I don't think is great on the mic either. He's a little bit nervous. He often flubs his lines, but he seems like so much better than Roman Reigns. Um, and they just yeah try and build up their their match. Um, <laughs> the commentators say, "Oh, this has got a real big fight feel about it." No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's 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 got a kind of confused fight feel about it because nobody really knows where you're going to go with it and why you would put somebody who you're trying to push as a baby face, but who everybody hates, against somebody who's as over as anybody else on the roster right now in terms of being a face. It makes no sense. But then the purpose for it. We then see once AJ Styles leaves fairly quickly, which I was pleased with, um, and then uh, Anderson and Gallows come out and uh, beat up Roman, um, which is a great move. I think that's a great move because then it, it brings in a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of mystique. It brings a story into their match. Is you know are they working with AJ Styles? Are they working against AJ Styles? Is this going to be an AJ Styles heel turn? Um, and they, they're kind of starting the Bullet Club. Uh, is it going to be, I mean, what would be amazing is if it was a Roman Reigns heel turn with the Bullet Club, like he's turned AJ's boys against him. That's a great heel turn for him. Um, so it leaves it leaves some possibility. So I like that booking. I like that booking because it, it throws up some questions that aren't easily answered. And I think that's, a, that's always a good thing. Um, then we go to the thing, we go to the back, and then AJ's protesting. This. You know, I didn't know they were going to do it, blah, blah, blah. Reigns doesn't believe him. Then we cut into the ring and Fandango's in the ring doing his dancing. Uh, and we're all just waiting. Oh, whose music's going to hit? Who's going to beat Fandango this week? Uh, we see that Ziggler is doing some uh, commentary. Uh, so we're like, right, okay, it's going to be Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin comes out. Um, Muller's uh, Fandango. Uh, as he should, uh, they're really kind of building him up well as a, a monster heel who don't give an F about nothing. Um, and then Ziggler tries to um, beat him up after the match because during the match, um, Corbin throws Fandango into him. Uh, Ziggler tries to return the favour in the, in the ring, but then Corbin takes control and then uh, gives him another end of days on the outside. So Ziggler, former world champion, 
um, gets absolutely uh, mullered again, um, which I'm sure he's not particularly uh, happy about. But yeah, building up um, Corbin very well, um, knocking Ziggler down. But again, kind of like Sami Zayn, they've both got that kind of plucky, um, you know, energetic face kind of vibe about them so that if they lose it's like well I'll you know I'll get up and I'll try again next time um, although I feel like Ziggler needs more of a character I don't really like they call him the show off but he's not really a show off uh, and there was <laughs> there was a sign I don't know if I saw it during this match but um, uh, I think it might have been during the main event but somebody holding up a sign saying Ziggler is not HB, is not the heartbreak kid you think, yeah, like he's not—he's he, not given enough of a of a character. Either he's not being given enough of a character, or he is not creating enough of a character himself. But yeah, it's just—he's a—he's a great worker, and obviously bestseller in the business. But um, yeah, not enough character for me at the moment. He, he seems like he's going through a bit of a bit of a vanilla phase, which is not good. Even with his little pink tips on his hair. Um, then we get Titus O'Neil. He's back. Titus O'Neil. Um, kind of back-ish from his suspension, I guess, for um, pulling Vince McMahon's arm um, in a playful manner, which is obviously completely against the rules by Vince McMahon. That's that's that sort of that sort of hijinks and tomfoolery will get you six weeks off. Um, so he's back in an anti-smoking ad with Natalia, which is a bit strange. Um, then we come back with um, uh, the Miz segment. Now I love the Miz. Um, I think he's. He, I think he's a good worker. I think he's a, a great talker. I think his character is amazing. Um, those of you who listened to last week's show will know that I loved his um, uh, segment last week with all his like take two things and the blue M and M's and his little partnership with Maurice. I think that's a really, I think that's a, a really good uh, direction for them. Um, but this segment, man, is boring. Really, really boring. I thought he was bad. He, They kind of took the mick out of Prince George, but then didn't really. They had a picture of him. And I thought they were going to like change the picture of Prince George and like give him a fake... They were saying, like, oh, this is a UK royalty, but we're Hollywood. And so I thought, right, they're going to like whiten his teeth and give him a spray tan and pierce his ears or like Photoshop the, the thing. But they didn't, I guess, for fear of offending people. But it seemed a bit pointless. Um... And then Cesaro comes out, who again is very bland. He's got his Bond entrance, which I do love. Um, but he's got his weird suit on, but it can't be a good-looking suit because it's got to be a pull-away suit. So it kind of looks like he's the, the suit's a bit big for him. It's not really fitting properly. I just think he's, yeah, he's a bit awkward. I love Cesaro in the ring, as everybody does. Um, but yeah, he, I don't know. He needs more of a character. Um, but he did a night because then Miz essentially does the speech from Taken, the Liam Neeson, I have a very particular set of skills and I will find you and I will kill you. Um, but he kind of fucked it up. He, he didn't really do the lines. And then he, he called for his, you know, take two and take three. But I think the point of that is that he does it well, but then he he feels like he can do it better. That's that's how it works. Not, oh, I fucked up. I genuinely need a second take on this. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was uncharacteristically bad in this. Um but and then especially yeah because Cesaro then kind of outclassed him which is uh, shocking because um, he was chewing gum and he said that he's uh, he's going to do a quote from a film in honor of the late great Roddy Piper um, saying that he's uh, he's here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of gum um, and then he's going to go and fight uh, Rusev 
But then he says, no, I spoke to Shane McMahon, and because this is a house show, he decided to make this an eight-man tag. So it's the League of Nations and the Miz uh, versus Cesaro, and he pulls off his uh, suit, and he's got a Bootios t-shirt on underneath. The New Day come out. Everybody goes fucking nuts for them. I think, obviously, the New Day are very over anyway. Uh, they're great characters, and they obviously have a lot of fun. But I think the the pop that they got was in large part down to how boring the Miz segment was, how uh, not great that one was. Um, that people went nuts for them. Um, yeah, and again, Cesaro, very over. Very, very over. Everybody loves him uh, when he gets into the ring. Um, it was Yeah, so it's an eight-man tag. It's a very house-showy. This is one of the, the kind of house-showy bits where it's like, well, just so you can say that you've seen the League of Nations and the Miz and Cesaro and the New Day, let's just chuck them all in the same thing. Um, it doesn't matter who wins or loses because you can make any kind of argument. It's like, well, there's eight people there, blah, blah, blah. Um so the good guys are always going to win. Um, Cesaro, yeah, way over, has the, an amazing segment where he just takes out everybody, does his kind of uppercut train thing, uh, and then went to the outside and did a couple for to Rusev and um, Del Rio. Um, and then it's a, a classic eight-man tag type situation where somebody goes for a pin and then somebody breaks it up and does the finisher and then somebody else does a finisher on them and somebody else does a finisher on them and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, everybody gets to do their finisher except for uh, Xavier Woods, who doesn't have a finisher. Uh, and of course, who else wouldn't get to do their um, finisher? But the Intercontinental Champion, the the one person um, who, well, it's not, along with the New Day, I guess, as uh, tag champs. They should be building up, but um, no, he doesn't get to do his. Uh, and in the end, uh, uh, Cesaro does his kind of fall forward cradle pile driver to Sheamus and gets the victory, so everybody's happy. Lots of dancing, blah, blah, blah. And then they go and see James Corden's parents who are in the front row. They give Kofi a UK, one of those big kind of Joey Tribbiani, like Union Jack fuzzy top hat things anyway it was all fairly standard um then we have a little bit backstage uh, with charlotte uh who's great at her character I, i'm really a big fan of how um how much of an arsehole she is uh then natalia comes out oh i would have beaten you last week oh, blah, blah, blah. um and then they're gonna have a match at payback charlotte says it's gonna be exactly the same and then natty says no because she's gonna have someone in her corner brett the hitman heart um which will be fun Although, obviously, because of his back problems, he's not allowed to take... He's legally not cleared to take any kind of uh, bump, um, which is a shame. But, um, yeah, it'd be good to see him. Hopefully, um, they'll have some nice stuff there. And thank God for focusing on the women's um, uh, title, you know, after all of their... um, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's a women's championship. These women are the best wrestlers in the world. Um, but really, what you've come to see is Ric Flair and Bret Hart. So, because we need to have uh, Hall of Famers to make you give a shit, which is a bit bit of a shame. But uh, not to take too much away from that, because I think it'll be a good match. Uh, I think they're both good workers. Then we move into an eight woman tag. What do we say about house shows? Um, where their faces are, are hugely, hugely over. Everybody loves. Um, uh, Natalia, uh, everybody loves uh, Becky Lynch again. One of the best themes um, in the uh, in the Fed. I was going to say, but it's not the Federation. In the entertainment, um, Paige, obviously hometown girl, not hometown but home country girl. So she's very over, uh, but not as over as uh, Sasha Banks, which I think is a bit of a uh, bit of a diss um, to Paige. That even though she is um, English, uh, everybody still prefers Sasha Banks. But she is very good. She is very good. Um, 
and then the the bad guys come out. I kind of feel I, it always annoys me a little bit in like eight man tags and six man tags where the faces are together and they're not necessarily a, a tag team. They're just disparate faces, but everybody loves them because they're you know because they're good guys. Uh, and then they're, they're like super pally. They're like putting their arms around each other, waiting for the other team to get into the ring. I'm like you shouldn't be friends. You should, these are still your rivals. Like you should get on with each other and be nice because you're good guys. But like don't. I don't know. It's a, it's a minor quibble, but it's a, it's a strong one. It did annoy me. Um, the, yeah, the crowd wasn't super into this. Um, Naomi botched a couple of times. She tried some new moves. Uh, she had this kind of spinning Jeff Hardy-esque jawbreaker. That, I don't know whether it was her fault or whether Paige just didn't really know what she was doing. She didn't sell it very well, so people didn't know what happened. And a basement drop kick that I'm possibly confident didn't actually connect um, because she started jumping too quickly, uh, too soon rather. Uh, but she's tried a. Uh, she's she's obviously seen how over Becky and uh, Sasha Banks are, um, because they and they've as kind of put that down to well, the reason they're so over is probably because they've dyed their hair. So she's gone for a kind of half red, half blue vibe, um, in the same way as um, Harley Quinn uh, has um, in recent years. Um, in DC Comics, uh, but yeah, she was she was the weak link in this, which is crazy. When Summer Rae was also on her team, Summer, I kind of feel a bit sorry for Summer Rae because in the olden days she would have been a half decent women's wrestler. But it's just I feel like everybody's kind of accelerated, like everybody's just kind of pootling along, and then everyone else has accelerated, and she's been like, uh, "Hey guys, uh, oh, so we're gonna, we're actually we're supposed to be good now. We're supposed to be actually good now." Um, she's trying though, bless her. Um, I have to say headlock of the night and this isn't an often often an award that gets handed out headlock of the night tamina who saw that coming um really wrenching on it like she was actually trying to take uh becky's head off and not just like i'm just going to sit here and this is going to be a, a rest spot um so well done her for, for trying to keep up kayfabe a little bit on that um and then yeah at the end um bit of a schmoz everybody chucks everyone else out and then uh Natalia puts Charlotte in the sharpshooter and she actually taps out. Um, so obviously they're trying to build up Natalia a lot, which I think will probably mean that Charlotte um, wins again. Um, I don't know why. I don't know whether they'll be going for that Charlotte's going to be going to beat Nikki Bella's record or whether they're going to try and get close to beating Nikki Bella's record. It seems a little bit harsh. Obviously they did the Nikki one, a because nobody else was available to, to take the belt and B because AJ Lee left and they were a bit pissed off about it. Um, and so they didn't want her to have a, um, have a record, but this, I kind of feel like Nikki Bella's, you know, she, she gave her neck for the company. Like you wouldn't want to, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Charlotte, won, uh, Charlotte lost, uh, but I reckon she'll win a payback. Um, we had a couple more of those kind of Puerto Rico adverts, which are kind of pointless because they're just the same thing over and over again. It, it annoys me. Like, if you're going to do vignettes to build a character up before they debut, then make them be different things, make them be interesting. Um, but just shots of Puerto Rico and people talking about how good Puerto Rico is, it's like, why do I don't care about you? Why does the, I don't know. I don't know. Not looking forward to that. Um, then we get the Vaud villains out. Now, I love the Ford villains. I think they're great. I think it's a really... It's like the New Day, I think. A really different gimmick. Kind of silly. Um, but in a way that they can really, I think, have fun with. Uh, and try different things with. I don't think they're quite doing enough. 
Um, but then they have just debuted. But they're not kind of amazingly over, I don't think. When I, yeah, I think they possibly should be. Maybe they should be face. Maybe they should be faces like how ridiculous it is and kind of comedy faces in the same way that the New Day are. Um, but then having two teams like that in the in the division, I don't know. It's a, yeah, I, I just think it's a great um I love their I love their entrance. I think they need to get better music. It's not really music that, that kind of pumps you up or allows you to it's good for the characters, but some kind of halfway house between a regular good theme and the kind of plinky plonky um piano thing, Scott Joplin piano. Um, would be good I love their little kind of stance at the beginning like old timey boxers uh, I love the look of it I love that Aiden English is incredibly pale I think that's good um, I like the fact that Simon Gotch doesn't wear any knee pads that looks ridiculous I love his little getting into the ring and his little jumping kick the top turnbuckle thing like is an old old timey exercise thing I think there's so much to like about them but I, yeah, they're not really super over, which is a shame. Uh, but they're going against the um, uh, the Usos, uh, and as per my prediction, and just bear in mind that I have got a hundred percent of my predictions correct so far um, in the tag team tournament. Um, the Vaude Villains triumph, uh, which is a bit. This was the only one that was a little bit maybe of a, a question mark, uh, at least getting up to the final. Um, the final is going to be a bit of a question mark, but. Um, because the Usos are obviously a pretty established um, team. But from last week, obviously Gallows and uh, Anderson beat up the Usos. And so they could still... So it's like, oh, he's got a weakened shoulder. And that's what they exploited and blah, blah, blah. They got the whirling dervish um, to get the uh, victory. Uh, I thought it was, it was a quick match, but I thought it was a good match. Um, yeah, I like the Vaud villains. I think the Usos are a bit bland. Um, but then I don't know what else to, because I was thinking, oh, do they need to break up and feud? But there'd be a pointless feud because nobody would know which one was which. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they need to do something. Maybe if they joined in a stable, like once you get rid of Reigns as the champion, like make them a stable. Like they're all a family, some kind of Samoan family unit thing, three man thing. I think that'd be good. I'd, you know, it's revitalize their characters a little bit, maybe make people possibly give a shit. Um, then we go into a little video package for Apollo Cruz. I kind of feel like he's pretty boring. He's he's a he's a Cesaro, obviously very good in the ring, very athletic, very um, capable uh, of doing some incredible things. But just he's a, oh, I, I like to smile and I do. Uh, I'm a good guy. Um, he had uh, so he had a match against Heath Slater, and on the Raw pre-show, which I didn't even realize was a thing that they have a pre-show for Raw. Um, apparently the social outcasts tried to get him to join the social outcasts because they uh, are without Adam Rose for the time being because he uh, had a little wellness violation um, and Apollo Crews said if you be- if one of you beats me tonight then I'll join the social outcasts um, but if I beat you then you have to just fuck off and leave me alone um, so obviously he won but he's later got a lot more of, um, offense than I thought he would Um uh, Cruz was on the on the back foot for a decent amount of it, which I thought was nice. Um, so I thought it was good because I, I like the social outcasts. I understand that they're going to lose and they're kind of comedy heels, but um, don't make them complete dickhead jobbers because um, then it's a lot harder to bring them back. Anyway, um, Cruz did an amazing just standing moonsault, like an acai moonsault, but it just he didn't even need the ropes, just a, a standing moonsault um, onto Bo Dallas and um, Curtis Axel. Which hilariously, so he he does the moonsault, then he goes back in, he does a um, 
diving crossbody, which Slater reverses into a pin, um, and then he does his kind of what is it? It's like a it's like a back suplex into a twisting power bomb kind of thing. That's often a little bit awkward. He he hasn't really perfected that yet, but it's it's pretty good. Um, and then he gets the victory. Then we have the replay of the victory of the highlights of the match. And then we cut back to uh, Bo Dallas and uh, Curtis Axel, and they're still selling the moonsault. They're still at least uh, Bo Dallas especially is out. He's dead. Like it was. I thought it was a bit strange, a bit of an overreaction for what is just, you know, a simple plancher. Bearing in mind, that's the only move that you've taken. I understand staying down for a minute or two, but that was like three or four minutes. Like, come on. Um, then we had Kevin Owens coming out before Apollo Crews had even got back up the ramp, which I thought was strange. Maybe a sign that they were kind of running long and they needed to get the, get the guys into the ring. I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, it, Owens, uh, so it was Owens and Ambrose uh, was the main event. And as you'd expect, two good workers, um, especially um, Kevin Owens. I fucking love Kevin Owens. I think he's ama- I think it's incredible that he is. He's still a, a bad guy. I think so many people love him, and I think it's crazy the amount of different kinds of offense that they allow him to do because that's like super exciting and makes matches really entertaining, which is going to make people love him. Like his frog splash to the outside amazing um uh, his kind of twisting superplex thing that he kind of starts off like he's going to get superplex but then he kind of lifts the other guy up it's like a kind of fisherman suplex um twisting back into the ring that's amazing um he's you know super kicks and power moves and all kinds of stuff he's amazing um big big fan of him um and then he t- he tried uh, another frog, frog splash in the ring um and ambrose got his knees up but it wasn't Owens, to his credit, didn't take it like most people would. Like, oh, I'm just going to land on my feet and just pretend that the knees are, you know, whatever. He probably like slammed down on Ambrose's knees, which was great because a then Ambrose sold that that hurt his knees as it would. Owens is a, you know, a he's a big guy and b he's just a human being landing on his knees. So that was great. And then Owens sold the, that amazingly as well. He was like coughing and like he was winded. And I was like, this is that's proper, not just like, ah, this hurts, but like genuine, this is how it would hurt. I just, I, I don't know. It's such simple things and it shouldn't be as amazing as it is. More people should be doing it. But whilst they're not doing it, it makes Owens look like an absolute god. Amazing. Um, yeah, and it was a great match. It was it was one of the, your kind of classic both guys are knackered fights, which is great because then it means it doesn't really matter who wins and loses because both guys look good coming out of it. Um, ultimately, it was Ambrose um, who got the dirty deeds for the victory, um, which is absolutely fine. Um, and then Jericho comes out and gives him a code breaker to, to finish Raw. Um, I think overall, I th- it, it was good. It was good. Um, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with what they're doing about the um, main event of Payback with Reigns and Styles um, because they needed something. They needed some reason that these guys were go- uh, going after each other um, because otherwise, like I say, to, to have, oh, so this is our good guy that everybody hates. Let's pair him against somebody that everybody's going to cheer for anyway. So it's, it sows the seeds that some something of interest will happen there, some kind of heel turn maybe, some kind of bullet clubby kind of thing. Um, which would be fun, which would be interesting. Hopefully it's a Reigns heel turn. Just freaking give up on it, guys. Um, match of the night, I think for me, was probably Jericho and Zayn. I thought that was nice. I thought both of the uh, 
uh, tag team tournament matches were a little too quick. What, uh, would have liked a bit more time for them. Um, and maybe the eight-man tags were a little too... weren't quick enough. I kind of feel like an eight-man tag is... I just accept the fact that this isn't a proper match. This is just a bit of a showcase for everybody to get involved. Have a bit more of a schmoz early on and everybody attacking each other uh, and then get your victory. But um, overall, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Not quite as good as last week, um, but pretty good. Um, Maybe a three out of five. Maybe a three out of five for this week. I don't know whether I'm going to continue rating them, but um, if I am, this one will go down as a three. Last week, probably a four, if you're interested. Um, But yeah, so that was Raw. Um, what did you think of it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Let me know. What do you think people are going to be doing? Uh, they're going to be doing with um, uh, Reigns and Styles. Um, how do you think Payback's setting up? I think it's uh, setting up to be a pretty decent show, actually. Um, some uh, some nice matches going on. Um, yeah, let me know. Get in contact because my wife hates talking about it and they need to talk about it with somebody. So please, you could be that person. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for for listening. Hope you come back and listen to. Uh, uh, the next grapple pie uh, next week when hopefully there'll be another theme music um, but yeah appreciate it keep watching wrestling and um, yeah I'll speak to you soon cheers you like wrestling but when it comes to watching you just don't have the time so sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie yeah yeah